0: Season 3, Episode 6 of the Talking Ball Y'all
1: Podcast. Welcome to another edition of the Talking Ball Y'all Podcast. and Jeff, we're locked and loaded, man. It's March Madness, and I'm excited about the two interviews we'll bring to you uh, for this episode. We've got Coach Chris Olney of the Pearl River Community College Wildcats, the men's basketball team, going to compete out in Kansas for the first time in the history of that program as they won the Region 23 uh, tournament last week. And then also anchoring uh, the show at the end of the program will be a great interview with Coach Jay Ladner of Southeastern Louisiana, the Lions, as they go into their Southland Conference play this coming week. So, um, two great interviews, but first, as always, let's get into our roundtable discussion, Jeff.
0: Yep, and let's start off with some high school
1: baseball, Clay, just
0: to uh, get some people caught up on what's going on around the, the Pearl River County area as we are based right here in Picayune, Mississippi, with uh, some high school baseball. And yes, they finally got to play some games, Clay. The weather's kind of held off a little bit after weeks of torrential downpour. And let's start with the Pickens Maroon Tide Friday. Uh, they had a win over Perry Central seven to nothing, and then come back to the Kirk on Saturday and lost two double headers: one to the Iberville, six to three, and one to Oak Forest eight to seven. Uh, but they're going to try to bounce back and and they go to the Pro over Central Blue Devils this Tuesday night. Uh, at seven o'clock, uh, picking right now, setting at four and four so far on the season. So uh, the Tide look, uh, looking to turn it around this Tuesday night against the Blue Devils.
1: Yep, took two losses as you described yesterday, Jeff. From all reports, though, some young guys did some right. really good things uh, for the Maroon Tide, and and you hate to dismiss a, a, a portion of the schedule as preseason, but that's basically what it is before you get into to region play. And as you said, that certainly starts in a big opponent. In a big way uh, Tuesday against Pearl River Central.
0: Yep, uh, Pearl River Central. We're going to go right into them uh, Friday. They picked up a win over Pass Christian, six to nothing. And then yesterday uh, they had a win over Forest County uh, Agricultural uh, School, fourteen to three. PRC setting at seven and three uh, right now so far on the season. Tomorrow night, uh, Monday night, the eleventh, they're going they're going to host Goshen and then turn around and host Picayune. Uh, on Tuesday, so two games coming up in a row for the Blue Devils.
1: Yep, and will be interesting to see how uh, the Blue Devils play in district play. This is an awfully tough district. You've heard us talk about that on the podcast. They're off to a good start, a seven and three mark. Uh, those losses come against really quality opponents. So uh, the Blue Devils, though young, uh, still have Dunhurst in the middle of that lineup. And still have uh, quality pitching, so they're going to be a tough out each and every time. And so we'll be anxious to see how the Blue Devils uh, and Maroon Tide, how that game comes out on Tuesday night.
0: Yep, and another team off to a good start this season plays the Poplarville Hornets Saturday. uh, Yesterday they picked up a win over West Marion, nine to five. And this Tuesday they go to St. Patrick, a seven o'clock first pitch this Tuesday. Uh, and they are sitting at 7-2 and two right now. So, Poplarville uh, Hornets rolling good right now with their baseball season.
1: Yeah, absolutely. A great start for uh, Coach Slade Jones, if you can remember uh, Coach Jones on our preview a few weeks back. And um, a, a, a team that we're kind of partial to for the fact that we know a lot of those guys right. from the football side. And so, a lot of good two-sport uh, athletes on that uh, team. One in particular, that's a three-sport team. A uh, guy and uh, Kane and Ray, and so uh, hope that success continues for Popperville at that seven and two mark.
0: Yep, and let's move on down to the NCAA baseball uh, clay. We've got a uh, USM, me and you, uh, USM fans to heart. Uh, had a tough series a couple weekends ago against uh, Mississippi State, but since then USM has ro- reeled all four in a row. Uh, Scott Berry and that coaching staff kind of turned, uh, kind of turned this team around. As they're going to try to get ready for. Um, Uh, conference play coming up uh, for the Golden Eagles
1: yeah just a a strength you know come off of that Southern Miss uh, series and then Gonzaga comes into the Pete wins two Southern Miss is out to a big lead Uh, the heavens open up and uh, right before the game can become official it gets rained out so uh, the week previous was kind of a snake-bitten bad week honestly for USM baseball but since that point beat Southern in a midweek a uh, ball game that Southern out of Baton Rouge, and then we're able to win three uh, this weekend against Holy Cross. So four in a row, Jeff. Uh, on Twitter I tweeted out, let's reel off <laughs> ten in a row, and we're four into that. So we'll continue to pull for good uh, baseball from Coach Barry and the crew.
0: Yep, and in Mississippi State, as you mentioned uh, that, that series against Southern Miss. Uh, Mississippi State has won 10 in a row, and the Bulldogs are certainly for real, not only in NCAA, but in the SEC. The, the Bulldogs uh, are no joke when it comes to the
1: Diamond. Yeah, and their pitching numbers. I mean, they can swing it, but these pitching numbers that they're putting up, Jeff, I'll – I'm anxious to see how the SEC is going to hit right. against this state staff. I mean, Ethan Small, and then they come around with and and should be in spring training somewhere, and this right. kid's throwing on Saturdays. That's a brutal club if you stayed at 10 in a row. It will be uh, very interesting to see how the SEC is able to hit against that Mississippi State staff.
0: Yep, and speaking of uh, SEC, old Miss, they're going – uh, today, as we record on a Sunday afternoon, they are going for the series sweep against UAB, which is a Conference USA opponent of Southern Miss. But uh, Ole Miss is no stranger to being in the in the spotlight either, as they have made their trips uh, many times to uh, to Omaha and represented with the SEC.
1: Yeah, Ole Miss, a good baseball. Uh, program and they ran into a buzzsaw midweek against East Carolina a kid from East Carolina brought a no hitter really late into that ball game a kid that's a a stud pitcher for East Carolina you're thinking well why is he throwing the middle of the week uh, rehabbing an injury he was only supposed to throw two or three innings but couldn't pull him out, had a perfect game going for a while, uh, hit a batter, and then kept a no-hitter, I believe, all the way into the ninth. So, uh, tough loss against East Carolina, but East Carolina, very good midweek, and they've re- rebounded and probably going to sweep uh, UAB here this afternoon.
0: Yep, and as we turn our attention to the uh, to the basketball court for the, uh, the conference tournaments are coming up for all three of the teams that we had just talked about, uh, Going on in Nashville this coming up week, Mississippi State, the sixth seed in the conference, they're going to play the winner of Texas A&M and Vanderbilt Thursday. Uh, Mississippi State's had its up and downs in in the season, kind of seen them uh, come and go uh, with the wins and losses right there. But Mississippi State going to set back and kind of see who their opponent's going to be. As I mentioned, they play the winner of Texas A&M and Vanderbilt.
1: Yep, play, as you said, that winner, that – Tournament is hosted in Nashville. I'm not not sure that it's going to matter in that uh, type of arena, but maybe you just want to avoid Vanderbilt so you're not playing them in their hometown uh, there. But State's a good basketball team, and to be a six-seed kind of speaks to not the top-end strength of uh, SEC this year, but they're pretty good one through I'd say seven or eight teams have been solid. As you look at State at six – Old Miss going to come in at the seventh seed, and they're talking about both of these teams probably being at large bids, even at six and seven in a conference tournament pretty strong.
0: Yep, and you mentioned Ole Miss. As, as you mentioned, the seventh seed, they will play Alabama uh, Thursday uh, in the SEC uh, tournament And then, of course, you have to mention LSU, number one in the conference. You know, long time coming. It's the first time in uh, a good while. LSU uh, going in the conference, number one, and it's not the traditional Kentucky and and teams like that that you've heard of. uh, But LSU going to go into the SEC tournament, number one.
1: Going to go in, number one, but without their coach, Will Wade, uh, under suspension, which uh, really doesn't look like he'll probably ever coach another game at LSU. Just a very interesting thing there with the FBI probe, um, him being heard allegedly on the wiretap of, of paying a recruit or trying to secure a recruit. So that's interesting. Now, number one team in that big of a conference enters the tournament uh, without their Uh, basketball coach kind of sheds the light on some of the uh, things that go on in college basketball kind of the dark side so to speak coming to light and not a good situation but we'll be interested to see how that team uh, responds they played well last night without him against uh, a a team in Vanderbilt that they shouldn't have had trouble with and they didn't
0: right and then USM uh, will go into their conference tournament as the number three seed and they have a late tip on Thursday night, but they await the winner of Rice and Marshall. So, Dot Sadler and that coaching staff has turned that program around for later on in the season to get a three seed and a, and a bye uh, for USM it is a big deal.
1: Yeah, absolutely, Jeff. When you look at this team, a three seed, they had a great last week. That pod play, were able to win two Get them into this three seat. They're playing very well. I mean, they beat a quality opponent yesterday by 30 points right. on senior day. Uh, drain is filling it up. What a great name for a three-point special. The drain, a yeah, three. Yes, Drain, and he shoots it uh, so well. Griffin, the guard, uh, distributing the ball. That's a hot team. And, of course, my heart's going to say they can win that tournament, but my eyes do right. too. I mean, they are playing that kind of basketball. It would not shock me if they go out to Frisco Fresco, Texas, and win that Conference USA tournament.
0: Yep, and a little closer to home, uh, down in the JUCO level, we're at uh, Pro River Community College Baseball. Coach Avalon has the team rolling. They set in 12-2. and two. Uh, They're number five in the nation. But two wins coming uh, Friday, and the second win is a big win. But they beat Murray State 15-8 in game one. But then turn around and beat LSU Eunice in extra innings 4-3, to three. and LSU units in years past has been a thorn in the side of the Wildcats, but they pull out that win in extra innings.
1: Yeah, unreal, Jeff. What occurred really on social media if you're a Wildcat on a Friday night, Friday afternoon uh, Pearl River wins that extra inning game you just mentioned against the number one ranked team in baseball and then uh, over at Mississippi College Pearl River Community College kind of in that same time frame that same window as punching their ticket for the first time uh, to hand uh, to head out to Kansas as they win the region 23 tournament and Pearl River Community College has won several state championships in football and, and really all sports. They've won a national championship in football, but that was a special day uh, to be a Wildcat—one of the better days, I would dare say—in in sports history there for the community college at Pearl River.
0: Yep, yeah, and and things are going on right now at Pearl River with basketball, baseball, but can't forget about the softball program either. They're sitting at nine and seven. Uh, they dropped the. A tough doubleheader at Itawamba, uh, scores seven to four and an eight to seven. But then next uh, Saturday, uh, the sixteenth, they have Coastal Alabama North uh, doubleheader, two and four. So uh, softball rolling, baseball rolling. But that leads us right into what you were talking about, Clay. Pro River Community College basketball, Region twenty three champions, and then Net Stop Hutchinson, Kansas. Uh, the, that that tournament and the first round will take place next Monday the 18th, so uh, good job right there by, by the basketball.
1: Yeah, great job. I mean, history-making uh, stuff. We're fortunate enough uh, to be able to steal 10 or 15 minutes of Coach Oni's time and be able to get uh, an interview with him, and it's special stuff. He's such a fun guy uh, to visit with. We certainly wish them the best, and we hope you enjoy this episode or enjoyed this roundtable as we have two good interviews. So hang with us, lock in, and listen. Thank you.
0: If you're looking to insure a new house, car, or motorcycle, give Advantage Insurance Company a call at 601-749-8790 or go by and see Shauna Oder or any one of her friendly agents and let them go to work for you. Advantage Insurance is located at 4201 Highway 11 North in Picayune. Making decisions on when and where to further your education is a big step in life so let Pearl River Community College be the destination for you. Pearl River offers the first two years of any major and over 42 career and technical programs. They have three locations to better serve your educational needs. The Hancock Center at 454 Highway 90 Suite D in Waveland, the Forest County Center at 5448 Highway 49 South in Hattiesburg, and the main campus located at 101 Highway 11 North in Poplarville. Pearl River Community College.
1: Roll, River, Roll. The Region 23 tournament champion coach Chris Oni joins the podcast this afternoon. How does that sound, Coach?
2: Oh, uh, it sounds like it sounds like something we hadn't heard in over 100 years. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I guess it I guess it sounds pretty exciting.
1: History making uh, stuff, as you refer to there. Pearl River Community College headed out to Hutchinson, uh, Kansas after that big win. And Coach, you reel off three wins in a row to make this happen. And just describe to us kind of the journey through those three games and then uh, the feeling when you see it go all zeros and you know uh, that you're headed to play more basketball.
2: Well, well, first, I guess I want to give honor and thanks to, to God, mm-hmm. who is who is most definitely and undeniably the, the, the real head coach of, of this team. And uh, I guess second, I want to apologize again if my voice sounds a little, a little raspy and my words slurred. Cause I'm just kind of getting out of a beverage induced coma the <laughs> uh, 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 last day, or so. But no, it, it was awesome, you know. Uh, you know, especially you know the way we had to pick ourselves, you know, up, you know, because we we kind of have a standard. We created a standard that, you know, if it's a trophy to be won, you know, we want to we want to win it, you know. And we, state tournament, we fell a little short, you know. The guys were were, were disappointed, in in and and I guess I was also, but you know, we we had to kind of pick ourselves up and, and get ready for the following week, and we knew it'd be tough, but we we also knew we had the the manpower to get it done. So so luckily, luckily, we finally got it done.
0: You know, coach, and and you know, we were joking before we come on about some some videos and stuff going all over the the place <laughs> on Twitter. No, with uh, you know, Pearl River Community College basketball has really hit the scene. And yeah. I seen another uh, a, a snippet on on Twitter. I think it was where you were in the locker room with with the team, and you said the question was, "Why not us?" And then right. you it, and you played them teams in the state tournament for the yep. JUCO, and then played them in the Region Twenty Three, beating teams right. multiple times. How does that prepare your ball club right now to go to Hutchinson, Kansas, after you have played such stout opponents within the state of Mississippi?
2: Right, well, 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 it absolutely does. You know, and those kind of experiences are, you know, invaluable. You know, and all of that, you know, I told someone earlier, you know, us, you know, reeling really off 18 games straight, you know, mm-hmm. which I think helped us a lot, you know, not only for our confidence, but it made every single game a playoff game because every team we played wanted to be the first team to knock us off. So we got everybody's best shot, you know, throughout the regular season. You know, so with the state tournament and the region tournament, you know, all they did was, you know, I guess, you know, helped our confidence grow even more. You know, not only that, you know, us being able to go out to Dallas, you know, uh mm-hmm. before the season started, you know, we got a chance to play against, you know, some some top tier competition. One of those teams being Coffeeville, who ended the regular season, I think, ranked number two in the country. And, you know, I was subbing five in and five out he was he was coaching like it was the championship <laughs> game, you know, and we didn't have Brandon Rochelle because you know, he had went to the funeral, you know, from the kid from LSU, mm-hmm. and uh, CJ Bram, you know, was out with a hamstring. So I had two of my best players out, and we lost that game by three. Wow! You know, so 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 we, you you put all that together, and you think all those thoughts, you know. Even though the dream was to win the region championship, you know. So after that, you know, in the locker room, you know, the part you saw, you know, I was I was. Also thinking, well, what do we do next? You know, mm. I guess we got to get a bus to go to Hutch. You know, I guess <laughs> because even myself, you know, the dream kind of stopped at winning the Reach championship. You know, but after that dream became a reality, you know, now now the talk is, you know, why not us? You know, mm. why we can't keep this thing going? You know, uh, I mean, I think we got just as good as as a group of as anybody. You know, so so let's see if we can put five more together. You know, and, and come home with a with with an even bigger trophy.
1: Coach, when you look at your quotes, the why not us, I mean, would certainly give you goose pimples in the postgame. I thought just as important, and you just mentioned on it, uh, dream a new dream. that That's right. the part that got me. I was like, yeah, that that's the ticket right there. So right. kind of talk about, I mean, of course, and y'all have every right to, and it kind of sets up nicely to be able to enjoy this moment as you don't have to yep. take the court again uh, to right. the 18th. But when – Coach, will y'all gather back and kind of refocus and let that second dream begin?
2: Well, you know, echo on that. You know, you know, every dream, you know, seems far fetched. You know, until becomes a reality. You know, you know, winning the region championship was a dream, dream vibe. You know, but you know, with our hard work and our preparation, you know, that and our luck, you know, that that became a reality. You know, and now this new dream that you know we we we're talking about, you know, it seems far fetched right now. Because I think it's only been done one time in the history of uh, of, of NJCA basketball and that's when J. Uh, Jay Jones did it, you know, some years ago, you know, but but on the men's side it is. But but, you know, you know, why not us? You know, I mean what's different? We're gonna put five guys on the court, just like any other team we play against we don't have to put five guys on the court, you know, they're gonna have to guard us just like we gotta guard them, you know. So so when you go to thinking about it, you know, like that, you know, it, it's not as far fetched as, as some people may think. You know, but we'll get the guys back in here. You know, you know, I told them, you know, it is spring break. Mm-hmm. You know, I want them to kind of enjoy that. You know, I want them to get pat on the back a little bit with the family. And, you know, we have a selection show tomorrow at 1230. You know, I want us all to kind of enjoy that. And then like on Wednesday, we're going we're gonna to get back to work. You know, we're going we're gonna to start it over, you know, and get ready for this, for this new prize.
1: Coach, you look at it, uh, basketball being a sport where you get some time where you're actually playing but kids are on uh, a break, a Thanksgiving or Christmas, jump out. You think that will help prepare kind of this week of work coming?
2: Yeah, well, you know, mixed feelings. You know, obviously you would love to keep them, keep them right here under, your, under your umbrella. Belt. But, you know, even even with that being said, I think it's good for them to get away, you know, mm-hmm. kind of get away. And, you know, I don't see anything wrong with them doing a good job in, Getting the way back home amongst their friends and their friends, you know, telling, hey man, y'all good, you know, you know, patting them on the back and you know, and congratulating. I I don't really see anything wrong with that as long as we come back with the right mindset, you know. And, and this year, especially this year, you know, these guys have done that. You know, they've come back even hungrier. You know, mm. I mean, you know, I'm not a part of group texts. That kind of guy that because I hate getting texts from them all the time. But you know, my <laughs> assistant coach tells me all the time how these guys when they're away from each other. They text each other so much, it almost they almost tear their phone up. Mm-hmm. You know, can, can't wait to get back around, you know, one another. You know, because, you know, like I told them, man, these are kind of living the best days of our lives, you know. And, and not only that, you know, it's hardly ever a time that you'll get a chance to say that we were the only team and we were the first team to do something. You know, that's that's, that's pretty that's pretty special territory, you know. And, and, and no matter what happens, you know, from here on out, you know, I told Brandon and Shea, I said, I mean you may get drafted by the Chicago Bulls and y'all may win a world championship. That still won't be better than winning the three championship. Mm. Michael Jordan won six seven in with the Bulls. So that that's stuff that, that's never been done before. But this has never been done before. You know, and I, and I want them to kinda enjoy and live in the moment and then when it's time to go go to war, you know, I, I feel confident that this is bunch I got to uh, put the war paint on me and get after it.
1: Coach, when you look at certainly y'all returning as a staff and then your players that return from last year, last year was a special year. You win a state championship, but then you get beat in the region play. Mm -hmm. That must have left some type of feeling uh, or taste in y'all's mouth because right after the game, uh, your quotes uh, from the state championship exit, you turned immediately to region play. It it, it wasn't like what I heard from you was, okay, that we got beat, but it was certainly, we've got work still to do, and we're going to yeah. turn our attention. Talk about how last year has kind of helped y'all on this journey.
2: Well, i tell you this, uh, but, uh, Coach Flanagan at home, he may not know it, but last year, you know, they recorded their, their celebration in the locker room after their beater, and they beat us, and he posted it on some type of social media, and I, and I saved it. Hmm. And, and, like, every week I would go back and watch it. You know, I would go back and watch it every single week and just, just continue to remind myself, you know, that that next year and this upcoming year, you know, no other team going celebrate that locker room in Mississippi College but, hmm. but us. You know, and, and I saved it and I held it. And then right before our game, the other day we watched him, we was getting ready for home, I played it for all the guys. And when I played it for all the guys, you could just see an intensity and a red fire. Just, just jumping their eyes, and they said, "Let's go now, coach." I mean, they were ready to leave the hotel, the end, go play. <laughs> but we still had like four hours to go before the game, you know. But you know, you know, during this year, you know, I, you know, I came out with a lot of coach, you know, trying to trying to keep us the guys, you know, as motivated, you know, and on target as as we could, you know. But the goal from from day one was to was to win the one that we won last night. You know, the goal was, from day one was was to win that region championship. Mm. You know, and, and, and I never lost sight of that. You know, and in the back of my mind, you know, I, I didn't let my coaches lose sight of that. So, no matter what, you know, we went through, or no matter what we were trying to build, it was to build for that moment, you know, the other night. And uh, we got a change. You know, not a lot of times in life, you know, you get a chance to right or wrong. You know, and mm-hmm. I thought the year before, you know, we kind of we kind of left that left one out there. and But we got a chance, and God bless us. Now, to make it back to the championship game but to play the same team yeah. that had that celebration on us the year before you know mm-hmm. you know so so uh that, that that's how i know that you know you know some things in life are just meant to be and uh this was this is definitely meant to be
0: well coach you and your staff and your team has interpreted the dream of winning the 20 the region 23 tournament and you've got one more dream to interpret that starts uh monday uh, the 18th for the uh, national championship uh, in Kansas. So, uh, good luck next week, Coach, with the selection show tomorrow and starting the tournament on the 18th. And uh, you've got one more dream to interpret.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, it's been it's been none short of amazing the support that we've had. You know, I've I've gotten so many text messages and I've I've replied to so many people. I don't even know who they are. <laughs> I don't even know how they got my number. You know, but it, but it's pretty exciting because I know that you know there's a lot of uh, a wildcat, you know, player that came through this program for years and from years from back past that you know that often and, and tried their best and poured their heart and soul into this program and, and and came up a little short, you know. So so this this one here was for, for everybody, not just for this 18 and 19 roster. You know, this region championship was for everybody who ever put on a uniform, you know, and, and went to battle for, for for Pearl River Wildcat Nation, uh, and uh, we we'll, we'll we'll never forget that. Uh, uh, we're gonna we're gonna celebrate, you know, as, as best as we can. Once this once this journey is over, but you know, we still got few most few
1: more feet to go. And coach, we certainly appreciate you sharing a piece of that journey with us, man. Continue uh, success and good luck out in Kansas.
2: Absolutely, I appreciate it. Go wildcat.
1: The
0: days of hiding your money in a mattress or burying it in the backyard are long gone. Our friends at Bank Plus can help you save for a rainy day. Hurry in and let their friendly staff help you with all your banking needs. Stop by any of their locations today at 115 Williams Avenue and 951 Memorial Boulevard in Picayune or 105 North Main Street in Poplarville. Bank Plus is more than a name. It's a promise.
3: Hey folks, if you need that special sweet treat for birthdays, anniversaries, or just because, stop by and see our friends at Katie Cake and Company. They're located at 109 West Canal Street in Pickney. Let Katie Cake
0: and Company satisfy your sweet tooth. Shh, your scale will never have to know. Mugshots Grill and Bar is a proud sponsor of the Talking Ball Y'all podcast. Mugshots is a place with great food, good drinks, a sporty atmosphere, and prices that keep the customers coming back for more. Visit one of their 17 locations throughout Mississippi, Louisiana, and
1: Alabama. Mugshots Grill and Bar, every sports fan's destination. We're pumped to have Coach Jay Ladner joining the podcast this afternoon. And uh, Coach, thanks for the time this afternoon. We certainly appreciate you joining us.
4: Clay, excited to be on. I always feel like I'm talking to folks from home. So uh, excited y'all to have me Honored y'all to have me on today.
1: Well, let's, talk, let's start right there, Coach. You, you mentioned home. Um, you're now head coach of the Southeastern Lions over in Hammond as you're preparing for y'all's uh, Southland tournament uh, this coming week. But let's talk about your roots in the state of Mississippi. And when you think about uh, basketball over this way as we're based out of Picayune, Mississippi, what's the first things that kind of come to mind, Coach, when you think about basketball in this great state of Mississippi?
4: Well, you know, I'm, a, I'm a, certainly a Mississippian, proud Mississippian. Uh, really never lived outside the state, Clay, until I took the job over him. And that's not too far. It's almost like home. It's about as close as you can be and, and, and still be home. And folks over here are very similar to the Mississippi folks, who I think are the best in the world. But, you know, uh, Clay, a little bit about my background. I'm a, And I know y'all are 16 guys, but born and raised in 16, uh in 1965, my dad was the coach there at Ficcine High School from 60 to 71, and then we moved to Hattiesburg. So I was born there at the Old Crosby. I don't think mm-hmm. it's named that anymore, but Crosby Hospital, right there on the boulevard, and uh, uh, grew up on Maroon tie basketball, so to speak, and then had an opportunity, uh, graduated from high school at Oak Grove High School in Mississippi, went on to uh, USM where I was fortunate to play the basketball there for four years, eighty four through eighty eight, and then uh graduated from USM and ended up uh I, I first went to work in the pharmaceutical as a pharmaceutical company and I got tired of making too much money
3: <laughs> and
4: uh <laughs> decided I, uh, I know actually I, I really knew I always wanted to go into coaching ever since I was a little boy but my, that's the last thing in anybody that grows up the son of a teacher and a coach, the last thing they want you to do is be a teacher and a coach <laughs> because it's uh it's a tough life, and I uh, kind of steered me away from it. But, but I really knew that I, that was what I always wanted to do. But I took a job with a pharmaceutical company, and the Lord put me down on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. As I could have been anywhere in the country, but that's what happened to be my territory. So I was knew all the coaches down there, and from eighty eight to ninety one, and I had a great job. It was an incredible job. But, if I was working in Pequene, I would, I would, uh, at the end of the day, I would be over there in their gym watching them practice. If I was in Gulfport, I'd watch them practice. I just never got her out of my system. I had an opportunity to, uh, go to St. Stanislaus in 1991. The athletic director there was Jerry Spell. And then he had played for my dad at Pequene. And, uh, so Coach Bell, you know, I had a had a connection there, and I guess I guess they felt sorry for me and ended up hiring me. And I, I remember, I remember Clay when I took the job there at St. Stanislaus, they had been struggling a little bit, but I I took the job, and my dad, my dad just told me he couldn't. He said, "My guy, son, you're committing sui- career suicide. He said, you you can't you can't win there." But anyway, I, I long story short, I stayed there twenty years and and just really really enjoyed it and. We were able able to build a good program. Had some great memories of our games against Coach Shaw and, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, some just you uh, were playing, Clay, at that time. Some great, great memories. That, that was one of the really most intense rivalries I've ever been in, a part of, even even to this day. And uh, but but a lot of fun and, and a lot tremendous amount of respect. And then uh, I, I coached there for twenty years. Went to oak grove high school my my old high school uh, for one year and then i had an opportunity they offered me the job up at jones junior college which really kind of changed has changed my professional uh, direction um coached there for two years and our second year we were fortunate won the national junior college championship Mm. and then that opened the door to come to southeastern and i'm now in my fifth year here so that's a little bit of brief background on kind of uh, where I came from and what I'm doing and, uh, you know, just excited kind of what we have going on over here right now.
1: Coach, when you look at that uh, high school coaching career that you mentioned, over 500 uh, wins in that high school coaching career, and then you mentioned it there, the national championship at Jones and now what you're currently accomplishing out Southeastern. Does these different levels that you coach, do you coach the same – uh, Coach, or do you have to kind of uh, change where you are as basketball, basketball? What, what's been your philosophy as you've moved up uh, through these different locations? Well, you, you
4: know, certain, certainly every year, uh, you know, you you always, I think, Clay, are constantly trying to improve and adapt and get better and, and, you know, just trying to really stay on top of the latest trends and, and, and just doing everything you can to try to give your, your team – the best that you have in terms of knowledge, that's what coaching is, you know, and try to coach them up, so to speak. But I think that the core of it certainly has always been the same. And I, and I've got, you know, certainly I probably had a heads up and I'm learning so much from my dad. And, uh, the, 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 a way to play basketball uh you know we i think at all the places that we've been and and, and i've had to adjust obviously just some of the, some of them based on rules you know from high school to junior colleges shot clocks and uh and, and things like that make things a little bit different but the, the basis is always the same you know, tremendous emphasis on defense um uh, team play really stressing team basketball and in that Everybody share the ball. Somebody's got a better shot, get it to them. Uh, design your offense where your best players are getting your best shot, um, and 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 then just tremendous effort and, and buy in, and really try to build a, a all for one and one for all type attitude, a family type attitude. Those three things right there, I think, have been the most. Uh, the characteristics that are really, you know, that we've instilled really at every place we've been. We, I'll be honest with you, the basketball part of it, and you mentioned it, play in your comments, the basketball part of it's really about the same, uh, other than the rules changes. We, we still run, and I was, I sat with Coach Shaw, uh, Coach Dean Shaw, the longtime coach of picking I have great respect for, is a great friend, uh, a couple weeks ago it, it, at the peking game. I was actually there when they played North Pike, and, um, recruiting a, a player from Pekin and one from North Pike. And I uh, and I sat with Dean during the game and a lot of the things that he ran or y'all ran like when you were at Pitkin, I run here. That we <laughs> stole from you.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: and, and he was saying the same thing. He said, You know, you forgot you know, the things y'all ran at St. Santa's laws he said we run. So uh, the bas- good basketball is good mm-hmm. basketball no matter what level. And and when it comes to the X's and O's and, and all that kind of stuff. And obviously you you know, you see some things in college, again the shot clock being thirty seconds, you've gotta things have gotta happen a little bit faster and you have to have players at this level that can kind of a lot of times can create their own shot, particularly late in the shot clock. But the the the, the, the strategies and all that are, are I would say about ninety percent the same. Exactly the same. It's just you constantly evolve those those other 10%ers where you kind of tweak things and try to make them a little bit better. But a very, very good point that you're making.
1: Coach, when you look at um, your background, I know I know you mentioned your dad being a coach here in Picayune, and, and your dad, I know for people that know your dad, he's such a treasure. Um, but his, not only his coaching, but his teaching at USM of other coaches, how has that helped you? and? Uh, through your career with a network, a a group of guys that maybe you can uh, trade some of these secrets or be able to uh, be a mentor to you through your career?
4: Well, you know, you're making, uh, again, Clay, you're very insightful. You've obviously done your homework. My dad, they had a very unique uh, and proud program at Southern Miss. And I don't think it's the. I'm a little bit disconnected, obviously, since I've been gone for a while. But you know, at one point, I know my dad and I. This was in the late '80s. We were looking through the state tournament program in Jackson for the Mississippi High School State Championship. And at that time, there were sixty teams in it boys and girl you know boys thirty boys and thirty girls teams that had, had made it that far five classes there were at that time there were six teams advanced to the state tournament in each class so there were sixty total teams. 50 of those coaches that particular year, and that was around 87 or 88, somewhere in there, 50 of those coaches had come through the Department of Athletic Administration and Coaching Program that they had at USM. It was one of the top programs of its kind in the country, and obviously Southern Miss being a teacher, one of the great things about that school uh, is teacher training school. Uh, And so they were all also, they had this unique program of teaching coaches as well and training professional coaches and a, a core of coaches. So, because of my dad's back, and, and I'll tell you another thing that, that he was probably, and I, I, I kid with him to the day, you know, at the end of it, like at the end of the basketball season, kind of when coaching opens would happen, he was like, he could have had his <laughs> own job uh, uh, reference. You know, what, you know, yeah. because they, all the different schools across Mississippi, Louisiana, every, everywhere that Southern Miss had an imprint, they would call him and say, hey, what about Clay Sweet? You
3: know, mm, uh, we need
4: a we need a junior high eighth grade basketball coach who can teach math. Well, he he had this you know uh, 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 human resource department basically for for coaches, uh, and so he he did that forever. And because of uh, of him and his connection with all of his former student, well, the coaches at, at first it was that before they began to retire, all the older coaches, the coach Jenkinses from Gulfport, Coach Lairds from Biloxi, you know, all those guys before as they began to get out and kind of uh, get older, you know, it was those guys. And then, then it was the, the next generation of coaches, again, who he had had a direct impact on uh, mentoring or teaching and forming, you know, to become a, 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 a very professional coaching core, not just in basketball either. Yep. You know, your Don Lees and, and you know, all these guys, many, many of our, our state's great football coaches are the same or, or, you know, came through those programs as well in one way or another. So I had a tremendous advantage. It's really the reason that I got into coaching. All the people that I looked up to when I was growing up, obviously was involved in athletics, were, were, were coaches and teachers, and most of them high school coaches and teachers. And we spent a lot of time at ball games and going to gyms and tournaments and eating coaches' lounges and things like that. And I just felt like I had an incredible childhood because of that and that's why i always really knew that what i wanted to do kind of back on our first your first uh, statement about my background but um yes having those coaches as mentors people that i as a young boy and is a young coach i could bounce things off of i've learned an incredible amount uh from from coaching against watching talking to high school coaches in mississippi and uh uh, and it's just been a it's been a, a very a blessing for me, and it's really given me a step ahead. I'm I'm, I'm gonna be the first to admit it. I haven't gotten not smart enough to get much of this on my own, but I am smart enough to see what works and things that other people do. And I mentioned Dean Shelby and one of them uh, that 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 I, I was smart enough that hey, if we had trouble either guarding it or uh, you know. Uh, what they would pick you would be running. I may need to start trying to run some of that myself. So I, I've stolen a lot of great ideas from a lot of great people, and also those same people have really uh, helped me open – door have opened doors for me professionally that, that I'll never be able to obtain, but I'm certainly great.
1: And, Coach, when you speak about that, how neat has it been as your career has progressed to be able to do some of those uh, same things, some people that kind of come off of your coaching tree that have played for you? Has that been neat for you?
4: Well, uh, you know, when I was – when I would always uh, – and I do it to this day, I always kid with my players. And uh, we, we're very really heavily involved play uh, always. What, what we're in is the is the building men business. And, and, and if I was coaching females, I, although I don't know if I could coach girls or <laughs> – I would, I would, I thought I, 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 I probably wouldn't do very well doing that, but if I was coaching, if I was coaching girls, it would be building young ladies. Mm-hmm. But if, since I'm always being on the men's side, it's always building better young men. You know that's that's what we're in the business for, and that's what all your I think your your good teachers and coaches they they see that as the bigger picture, not just about winning games. and so one of the things I kid around with our players about is, hey, you're, you know, i have I've got a kind of a standard deal. Hey, you're too smart to go into coaching. i have kind of taken my dad's <laughs> approach. don't you go into coaching; it's too hard. You see what you got to deal with, you know. And uh, so that's kind of funny, but no, I, I and I haven't been very good at discouraging uh, a lot of them. Um, I've got a number of them coaching in Mississippi right now, and uh, and in other places as well, other states and. Josh kelton thompson's out of the country you know he's, mm-hmm. uh, coaching with the the, the the jordanian national team in fact he was in last week uh spent a day with me uh, last wednesday uh watching us practice kind of went through our our meetings and film and everything leading up watches watched our entire practice and then came back to the game oh, excuse me last tuesday and then came back to our game uh, last wednesday night against you O over here and him and and so it was great to see him as he was just home for Jordan and, and uh, kind of getting geared up to go to the World Cup. But I've, I've got a, a lot of former players that are that are coaching now and doing extremely well. And, uh, I'm, and I'm proud. I'm, I hate that they're having a, some kind of struggle <laughs> with that life, but on the other hand, I'm really proud of them and, and I'm thankful for the young men that get an opportunity because they're all great young men and get an uh, opportunity to play for them. Coach, let's uh we kind
1: of – and that's certainly neat to me to kind of walk down memory lane and then uh, to, for our listeners that, that aren't uh, quite as aware of maybe plugged into the Mississippi basketball scene. But let's turn our attention now to your uh, to your current spot there and your current team as y'all go in as the three seed into next week's Southland uh, conference play. And what tell us about your Southeastern club this year?
4: Well, we uh yeah we're coming off uh, this is our fifth year uh clay uh here uh, since we were at Jones junior college, as you had mentioned earlier, and so when we got here, you know like like most division one coaching jobs, you, you normally do the, the job things haven't been going very well when you get a coaching position every now and then you'll get a coaching position in division because there's only three hundred and fifty two of them I believe uh where where somebody's moved on maybe to greener pastures but usually it's the other way as we both know unfortunately and uh so that that was the situation here so we kind of we took over a rebuilding situation and uh in year one we won nine and two twelve third sixteen and then in our fourth year last year we won 22 and won the regular season championship and got beat in the in our conference tournament championship game, to be able to go to NCAA tournament, lost uh, a tough one to Stephen F. Austin, who ended up representing us and representing us well. And so we, we were in a, we, we graduated a large class of guys that had come through for four years and kind of graduated or, or graduated, I should say. And uh, we, we had a good core of guys back, but a lot of new faces and new pieces uh, play a really tough non-conference schedule. So we, we struggled a little bit in the non-conference in terms of wins and losses, but our we were playing. You know, we've played LSU and we played Ole Miss and we played Texas Tech. And all those three, you know, three teams are going to be NCAA tournament teams. Nebraska before they lost their two best players over the course of the year were all top twenty type teams. So we played a really really tough schedule, which really toughened us up for our league play, um, and 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 have have done well. We finished third. Uh, uh, had an opportunity to, to finish a, a game out of uh, uh, tie for second yesterday and didn't quite get it done on the road. But we're locked into third place, and uh, our team has played well. We've won 12 of our last 14 um, inside the league. And, and uh, uh, those young faces or new faces have matured now, and, and I really like where our team is heading into conference tournament this week. Of the teams that are in our bracket, Central Arkansas, um, Texas A&M, Corpus Christi, and Abilene Christian. That, that's going to be our half of the, the tournament bracket. We've, we've beaten all those teams at least once. Now, the thing is, all those teams are capable of beating us as well. So, as we both know, once you get to tournament time, and whether it be at Mississippi High School, team College, or here at Division One, it's all the same. It's the team that can put – that's playing their best basketball and that can put three or four nights – in our case, it's going to be three – back-to-back uh, and, and to, to try to get to that NCAA tournament. But real happy with our team this year uh, uh, in the way that they progressed.
1: Coach, when you look at your team, I'm, I'm familiar with Veal from uh, last year. I didn't pay as much attention maybe as I should have uh, to Greenwood. But just talk about that one-two punch and the year that Moses Greenwood has had for
4: y'all. Uh, Clay, do you remember, if you're too young, <laughs> but, but maybe some folks listening to this will we'll remember, uh, the Saints had a running back tandem, uh, back of the seven, late seventies and maybe early eighties, of uh, uh, Chuck Muncie and Tony Galbraith. And, uh, one was the tailback, one was the fullback and they called them thunder and Lightning. Mm-hmm. one was, one was a bull and the other one was lightning quick. And, uh, that's what we call, uh, and, and Moses Greenwood. They're our version of thunder and lightning. And, uh, uh, Moses, big, strong, old toughness of the kid, Marlinville, inner-city kid from New Orleans, West Bank, Helen Cox High School, you know, Jittery, flashes. so it's been a, it's a great combination, but both of those young men have been a lot to our program. When I, You know, they've coincided. When we got the job my first year uh, here, recruiting really, by the time the job uh, was offered and decided it was already done for that particular year, as you know, recruiting's done a year ahead of time, and uh, they're, they're just. there was really no recruiting to be done that first year. So Marlon and, and uh, Moses were in our first recruiting class and what I'm indebted to about those two young men. And But I'm hoping that both of those young men will be – they, they have certainly had the type of year that their first team all-league players, but obviously mm-hmm. the voting is not finalized. We'll just have to see about that. But the uh, they came here on a vision, both of those young men, uh, we 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 didn't have as much to sell as we do now in terms of success. So we would be, you know, kind of this is what we want to build. We want y'all to be part of this. Y'all can help us build this. And you know, they both started as freshmen. They've been here four years and they've really transformed our program uh, from from where it was to where it is now. And and it's just been a it's been a it's it's been, one it's happened it's happened lightning fast. It just seems like the other day uh, that Moses was speaking with his mother the other day after senior day and she was kind of half crying and thinking that, you know, we were both crying basically. And, and, and I'm crying more because Moses is leaving. <laughs> He's probably crying because he may be coming home. Cause he eats but anyway, uh, but it was that it, it just seemed like just the other day that, you know, they were, they had brought him down on a recruiting business We kind of got everything offered and finalized when he came down and, Anyway,
3: yeah, here
4: they are graduating, but they transformed the program. The, 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 the facts speak for themselves, and uh, both of them are, are great young men. Both of them are also proud of this Scheduled to graduate in May. Hmm. Um, that keep, keeps our graduation rate at 100%. You know? wow. Every one of the players Clay, that have played here uh, have graduated, and some of them with multiple degrees. But as hmm. long as those guys stay on track here after the season, they'll, they'll add to that list of all of our seniors graduated and, and for both of those, that will be a tremendous accomplishment because they're uh, uh, both came from maybe maybe a little bit academic deficient background, so maybe where it wasn't taken as seriously as it should. And both of them have transformed themselves, and now they want to get their degrees, they're motivated, which will obviously help them when the ball stops bouncing. We both think that, or we think that both of them have opportunities, and they will have an opportunity to play professionally, whether that be. Uh, here in the state or maybe overseas we've uh, we've had a lot of uh a lot of agents and things like that have been calling our office and getting ready to talk to them when the season's over with you know and uh so anyway, they're, they're both getting a lot of attention there so they'll have an opportunity to go play professionally which is great love for them to play it as long as they can and but when they don't when that ball does stop bouncing they're going to have a degree to bounce back on
1: Coach, when you look at and you, you described it, uh, tournament play. And so, y'all will get the winner on Thursday of Central Arkansas and Texas A&M, Corpus Christi. So, tell me, what does this week look like as far as prep? Do y'all just zone in on what y'all do, or how do you s- kind of split prep uh, for either one yeah, of those?
4: Well, well, again, you're very insightful, and I want to compliment you on that, because a lot of the questions you're asking are really on point. They, uh, yes. What we'll start the week doing early on is, which is, we're going to take our standard approach. I, and our approach after each game is to correct mistakes that were made in the last game and try to so constantly trying to to improve. So we'll 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 what we call self scout. We'll self scout our game from uh, uh, Saturday, yesterday, and uh, tomorrow. So most of tomorrow. Will be about 80 percent of the practice, 75 to 80 percent of our practice plan tomorrow will be devoted to correcting mistakes and and really working on us. Where we really working on the things that we're going to do, no matter what, and try to do 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 them better. Uh, and then we'll probably begin just simply because we don't know those. those that's going to be a very hard fought even even game. And we had we, we split with Central Arkansas. They actually beat us on a last-second tip-in, and then here, and then we beat them there, and then in Corpus Christi, we had a really hard-fought game, so both of those games are winnable games, but both of them are Mm -hmm. are really a losable game, certainly, and either one of them are going to be easy games. So, because there's two of them, and we don't really know which way that's going to go, we're going to have to start a little bit early in terms of our our uh, prep, and we'll have to, like you said, we'll have to split. We'll have to work a little bit because both of those are unique. Both of those teams are not being similar in the things that they do. We'll have to begin a little bit of that tomorrow with a heavier emphasis on Tuesday. We'll practice actually here in Hammond on Wednesday morning before we get over to uh, uh, Katie Texer, which is basically Houston, uh, on Wednesday afternoon. But you're right, we'll, we'll kind of recap that. We'll basically be ourselves tomorrow – We'll begin our our main preparations, but but for both opponents, on Tuesday and on Wednesday's practice. So we'll we'll basically have two game plans being set, and then we'll 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 know Wednesday night which way to go. We'll practice again on Thursday morning uh, to kind of finalize everything. But these are teams that we've both played recently, so we are somewhat familiar. They'll be familiar with us, so, so it's not like we are having to start from scratch.
1: Coach, I know you've got plenty to do, man, and we certainly appreciate your time this afternoon. Thank you for joining us, Coach, and uh, good luck in the tournament this week.
4: Well, I feel like I'm talking to somebody that, uh, from home, and I always love to talk to folks from, from, from my background, and uh, I, I'm honored that y'all would have me on. and uh, I certainly appreciate everything. If I can ever help in the future, y'all let me know.
1: We'll do it, Coach. We'll reach back out. It's been a great visit. Thank you, man.
4: Take care. Thanks, guys. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you for
0: listening to this week's episode. Stay tuned for more episodes in the weeks to come.